Our chapter for today is Revelation 16. And this chapter concludes this this brief section in Revelation that began just in the last chapter, chapter 15. As we mentioned in the last chapter, chapter 16 presents the pouring out of the seven bowls of the wrath of God. These bowls of wrath are said to be poured out in verse 1 on the earth. And uh, more specifically, verse 2, upon those upon the people who bore the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. Uh, that is, those who did not have the seal of God on themselves, signifying that they belonged to him. So these are clearly representative of the final judgments of God against the unbelieving and unrepentant. So let's think about these seven bowls of God's wrath. When you read through these seven bowls, it's fairly obvious, if you're familiar with your Old Testament, that the imagery draws on the plagues that were sent upon Pharaoh and the Egyptians during the Exodus event. Remember what some of those plagues were, the painful sores, the rivers becoming blood, the sun turning dark, hail, frogs, you know, etc. What are we to make of these things? Well, you know, it, it, it does help you to think about the plagues in the Exodus in a different light. Though, what, we're, what we're taught by this is that those plagues in Egypt during the Exodus event were intended to be so cataclysmic in nature that it kind of symbolized ahead of time. It symbolized the whole creation coming undone and overthrowing itself. So also here in Revelation 16, these seven bowls use the language of the Exodus plagues to show us that these final judgments will be an absolute overthrowing of the whole creation. It will be more cataclysmic than we have language to describe. There are two more points that seem important in this chapter other than the bowls of wrath themselves. The first is how hard and how deceived and blind sin can make us. Notice the repetition of a theme that we saw in the previous chapter. Notice that the heavenly song, the heavenly angel sings a song in verses 4 through 7. And among other things, that song says, Just are you, O Holy One, true and just are your judgments. Uh, moreover, as the, as the uh, judgments are poured out, he says in verse 6, It is what they deserve. There is no questioning the justice of the judgment that's coming. But how, how do those being judged respond? We're told three times in verses 9, 11, and 21, we are told that those being judged, it says, they cursed the name of God and they did not repent and give him glory. These judgments were more intense and severe than the trumpets. Um, but and, and, and with the trumpets, uh, there was still an opportunity for repentance. But sin is so deep-seated and so deceptive that they would rather curse God. This is not something we should pass over lightly or ignore. This is a sobering word. Sin can produce in us a stubbornness and an absolute refusal to repent. This is certainly uh, reflective of the character and attitude of Satan himself. Satan's not dumb. He knows what his end will be. He knows that it will not end well for him, to say the least. And yet we find in this chapter, Satan gathering all his forces for uh, one last battle against the Lord in the battle of Armageddon, verse 16. Can it possibly be 
that he believes that he will win that battle, you have to believe that he knows that that battle is a lost cause, and yet he gathers to fight it. That is how deceptive sin can be. It is the most irrational force in the world. The other important point in this chapter is the simple fact, uh, again, that Jesus wins. Never tire of saying it. Never tire of remembering it. The seventh bowl being poured out in in verses 17 through 21 represent the second coming of Christ in the end when the final judgment will be meted out. It, It represents the end of the world, verse 20. And as we've seen Time and again throughout the book at, the, at this point, unbelievers will be made to drink, as, as verse 19 puts it, and drain the cup of the wine of the fury of his wrath. And even still, the unbelievers cursed God because the plague was so severe, verse 21. So let me tell you, it's a mercy of God that anyone repents and believes. When you see the immovable hardness of sin here in this chapter, it shows the repentance and faith exercised by a sinner in salvation to be the miracle of God that it is. If you see your sin for what it is and hate it, and if you love the Lord God and long to be more like Christ every day, fall on your face in grateful praise and thanksgiving because you did not do that to yourself. He saved you from yourself and from the place you were inevitably headed. Why else do you think that one of the most common refrains in Revelation is the acclamation that salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb? Jesus saves. Know it well and thank Him for it. And those are just a few thoughts from Revelation chapter 16.